Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome, everybody. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 218. Hard to believe. And we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around. Bang! Not sure where you ended up. So spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys. And each of us on our own spiritual journey, we feel all men are leaders, leaders of your families, leaders at work, leaders in your church and community. But sometimes that lead dog needs to be fed and spiritually recharged. And that's why we're here. So whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, our website, man-upspiritualoasis.com or pray.com. We're glad you're joining us. And we are on this No Church Answers Tour. And I'm telling you, tonight I am fired up. And I'm glad that you joined us. Because what basically what we do here, we have a panel discussion. We go over an ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School Lesson. And uh, we're men. And so what we do is we update it, and uh, then we also put a man spin on it. And uh, what we're going to do is uh, we go through, um, we're in Solomon, No Ordinary Kind of Wisdom. This is the study of First and Second Chronicles. It's a Connect 360 publication by Bab- Baptist Way Press. So... At this time, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the uh, panel, world-class policy writer, professional gambler who did fairly well this last weekend, and our show producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Hey, Steve. Uh, Attorney and former prosecutor, we call him the judge. He's probably over the bends finally back from his uh, diving trip. The judge, Michael Cropper. Hey, Mike. Uh, insurance broker and deacon, Kyle Trahan. Hey, Kyle. Kyle. He's pretty quiet tonight. Pretty quiet tonight. And uh, corporate trainer and kind of the group theologian. We call him the professor, Robert Koshu. Hey, Robert. And my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically a sales guy, a contractor, um, and uh, kind of the director of this group, try to keep it together, which is not easy. So, And with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, start out with this particular lesson. I'm going to start with uh, Mr. Steve Titch. Yes, hi. Thanks. Uh, hey, well, if you're scoring at home... If you're reading the uh, Connect 360 Solomon book with us, you're going to notice we're going to skip two chapters here, skip two lessons, and jump to what is in the book, Lesson 9. Uh, we're going to combine that, in fact. And uh, we're going to still pick up on what we were talking about last week and uh, the idea of being a pillar. But I think in this case we look about t- talk about what happens when you really do become a pillar in your church, the things that happen. You can help 
your church catch fire, which is a more metaphysical look. At, I'm, I'm sorry, a more metaphorical look at. He's I'm laughing over there. We're always nice. metaphysical in here. Nice. A more metaphor. <laughs> More metaphorical look at at, at, right. at at the situation as the as the events that happen here, but uh, in in we're going to talk about. I hope to talk about men's ministries, especially the the lesson is a bit generic. It talks about uh, setting fire to the various ministries of your church, and in, in a not in an arsonist way, right? Uh, but, right. But catching the fire of the Holy Spirit, right? And. Um, as I said, we're going to talk about a little bit, I hope, in, the, in terms of doing that in the men's ministry specifically. Uh, but where we are right now, we're, it's been seven years. They finished the temple, and there's all sorts of fanfares and pageantries, processions, blowings of trumpets, uh, sacrifices. And that's kind of where we're going to pick up uh, with Solomon's dedication of the temple and his prayer and and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, well, you know, pageantry and amazement going on about. They it. put on a show. <laughs> Excellent. They, they they put on a show. And with that, uh, your thoughts about this lesson, uh, Professor? So it, it, it's interesting because we're looking at the reality of two two things here. First of all, there's the show, well, that that <laughs> Steve just alluded to. So we've gone through seven years, and they do they put on. If, if you're thinking, all right, I'm going to put this in context. If we're Baptist, I've been Baptist pretty much since high school, not counting growing up Episcopal light. I still watch the inauguration of the popes just because I like the show. You know, right. this would have put the, the highest high of a pope inauguration to shame as far as what all they did. So they did that. So the two lessons we're going to talk about, though, are A, Solomon's Prayer, followed by what happens after Solomon's prayer, which can only be described as a divine miracle. And Steve, Steve propositioned this, and I really like it, is how do you make yourself on fire? And so we're going to talk about men's ministry as we go through this. And I, I'm going to throw out another scripture that I'll read real quick because it's one we talk about all the time. It, it's one of the things we list as a core belief of man up. And it is Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, has iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And we have a belief, and I keep forgetting to bring our new sign in. I got it during the pandemic, but it's always be the sharpest tool in the shed. And so we're going to talk about how do you become the sharpest tool in the shed when you're in church. Excellent. Uh, Michael Cropper. Yeah, Bill. Just real quick, folks, I'm going to talk about 7 and 8 just for a minute, which we are not going to cover in the lesson or in the uh, podcast tonight, just so you'll know where we stand. Steve alluded to it. In fact, he made some statements about it. Robert did, too. Uh, in, in Lesson 7, uh, the temple is finished, and Solomon and all people offer sacrifices to God in praise and dedication for the temple. Uh, Solomon brings the ark into the temple. The priests are consecrated. The temple is consecrated. The musicians and the trumpeters, they herald the dedication of the temple, so they sing praises, they give glory to God, uh, a big, big ordeal. And at the end of this first lesson, the uh, scripture text, the temple is filled with the glory of God. Now, the, the lesson number eight, Solomon reminds the people that God has fulfilled two promises. Number one, he promised to David that his son would build the temple. And number two, Solomon, he will always have a descendant on the throne of Israel. 
And God did, in fact, do that. They have completed the temple. The temple is built. Solomon is king, and he, of course, is a descendant of David. But David did not get to see the temple. Now, there are some things in our lives, and let me tell you, I can, I can hit home with this completely. There are things that God gives you a vision, and Bill, Bill had the vision, I think, the podcast, and most of us picked up on it. We caught his vision in no time, which is tremendous, right? Uh, it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes it takes time to catch a vision. So anyway, in Lesson 8, Solomon praises God for completing the temple. He reminds all the people that the temple was a dream of his father David, and he reminds the people that David was chosen of God to be king over Israel. And in return for denying David the privilege of building the temple, God does tell David that he will always have a descendant on the throne. Excellent. Uh, Kyle Trahan. Also, you know, it's, it's the corporate worship thing. As a king, he showed that he could humble himself in front of God and still lead the people in the way that God, I guess, expects, you know, or was directing or what have you. Uh, and then when we get into lesson 10, um, you know, so there's a fire that comes down from heaven and consumes all the burnt offerings and everything. And then right after that, they sacrificed a ton more animals. You know, was it they were trying to call God back down? Wanted to make sure they were covered. That's, you know, it's just interesting. That's right. It's uh, it's a Friday, and there's going to be a lot of sinning going on this weekend. They did have 142,000 animals to uh, cook up at the end of the day, so. Right. All right. That's right. Keep Professor away. Okay, and with that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the the scripture. We have uh, 2 Chronicles 6, 12 through 17. Also, 40 through 42, and Second Chronicles 7, 1 through 3. So, Second uh, Chronicles 6, 12 through 17. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the whole assembly of Israel and spread out his hands. Now he had made a bronze platform, five cubits long, five cubits wide and three cubits high and had placed it in the center of the outer court. He stood on the platform and then knelt down before the whole assembly of Israel and spread out his hands towards heaven. And he said, Lord, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on earth. You who keep your covenant of love with your servants who continue wholeheartedly in your way. You have kept your promise to your servant David, my father. With your mouth you have promised, and with your hand you have fulfilled it as it is today. Now, Lord, the God of Israel, keep your servant David, my father, the promises you made to him when you said, You shall never fail to have a successor to sit before me on the throne of Israel, if only your descendants are careful in all they do to walk before me according to my laws as you have done. And now, Lord, the God of Israel, let your word that you promised your servant David come true. Now, my God, may your eyes be open and your ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. Now arise, Lord God, and come to your resting place 
you and the ark of your might. May your priests, Lord God, be clothed with salvation. May your faithful people rejoice in your goodness. Lord God, do not reject your anointed one. Remember the great love promised to David, your servant. When Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled it. When all the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement with their faces to the ground and they worshiped and gave thanks to the Lord saying, he is good. His love endures forever. Since we we really wanted to talk about men's ministry with this, because I think it's a good I think it's a good lesson to talk about it because we have a we have a prayer here where he's dedicated and then we see what happens following a faithful prayer following faithful work because they did good work that God had ordained and so and, and some supplication there was yeah this well this was the whole and we didn't cover a lot but there's a there's a whole prayer of confession before this so so it, liturgically it almost lines up to where oh. there's a procession there is prayer there is a, cons- a, 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 a there is a confession you might right. say a, a, a going humbly before the Lord then praise and then as he brings his petitions and yes it, it, yeah. and then boom yeah. well that was the sermon <laughs> yes. <And also laughs> sacrifices yes and sacrifices just like you mentioned mm-hmm. this I don't think that's important, but it's not true. No, no. You got God's attention with well, the sacrifices. The sacrifices were the sermon. Mm-hmm. Right. There was no real yes. sermon back then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, the, the sermon or the teaching is a lot of times how it's referred to. The homily, mm-hmm. if yeah. you're in high church times, it is the repl- does not really appear in Judaism until the rabbinical era of, the, of after the temple. During the temple time, the sermon was the sacrifice. That was the the high point of the entire thing was the sacrifice. There was no 30-minute teaching on the Torah. Well, that was the devotion that people could right. see of mm-hmm. each other. Say, Farmer Jones over there, he's <laughs> sacrificing his best bull seventh year in a row look at his devotion yeah you, you know so that's kind of like the example of people that are uh that are worshiping communally like uh here comes the smiths they got their old ragged pigeon they did that last year you know right. but it so. was but it was it was the it was the forging of the community the corporate worship right. forged the community because everyone gave, and you kind of poked fun at it, but the reality of it was the Levitical law actually said, hey, if you're the guy living here in Sugarland, you better be sacrificing your bull every year. Right. Now, if you're the guy living down, and I'm not trying to disparage anybody that lives in any one place or the other. I'm just kind of using examples. A lower our, income level. A lower income out in Arcola, in our right. area, would be an area that most people would think of. Um, you could bring your dove, and that would be acceptable. But it was a way that it made it to where everyone was sacrificing 
and everyone was giving something corporately. And you brought your grain offering and all of that, and that is actually how they paid the priest. The priest got fed by all of this. Right. As a part but, of but it. But you were saying, though, about the main yeah. part of it. Men- okay, so, yeah, kind yeah, <laughs> of side, got sidetracked there. But to get into to talk about that, let's start with, you know, and let's kind of bounce. What do y'all think most people view as, quote-unquote, traditional men's ministry? Well, we are going to answer that right I- when we come <laughs> back from our first break. This is Man Up, podcast number 218. Men's ministry, think about it. We're going to be talking about that next. Hey, pastors Pastors and church church leaders. leaders. Are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 218. Talking about men's ministry and going to go back to the professor. So we, we had kind of set up, we were talking about men's ministry. So, and I had posed the question and I'll start with the answer. What I think, what, what is considered a, what do most people consider traditional men's ministry? Mowing the lawn. Yeah. Mowing the lawn. <laughs> Um, okay, okay, and 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 wait, 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 wait. Well, well, but no, 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 no. But no, no. I I, I disagree. We, in, now this is because this is exactly the road we got to be going down here. The men's work at the church, and and it will be called because somebody's got to mow the lawn, and if it's not a not a wealthy church, they're not paying for it. And and I've been in churches where. That was, you know, you, you did that. And there's no, no, I'm not disparaging that. Right. Uh, grounds maintenance, the repair work. Service uh, industry. Putting, service, putting service, the, but power that, washing the playground but before that, Easter, which but is that something we generally, do every That generally is what the church gives the men to do yep. as, a, as, an, as an avenue for spiritual fulfillment. And I'm going to say, and this is, this is where, it, that's not enough. No, yeah. Well, and and, yeah. and and it might not. Well, yeah. well, now, right, right. Well, it's men's chores, as Kyle said. I like that. What else do y'all? Th- what else have y'all seen? Pancake breakfast. You know, you go have once a quarter pancake mm-hmm. breakfast. Which, by the way, when we have it here, it's spectacular because <laughs> we have like a secret pancake recipe, and we only buy. The thick-cut butcher's bacon for our <laughs> pancake breakfast. You see, that is a that is a Sugarland Church. <laughs> I, I like my bacon. What can I say? When the rolls are passed up Lander, I'll be there. Absolutely. You know. Well, that, are we but, talking about to the people outside but, the church? Ah, no, that's no, a good well, question. Yeah, well, that's that's that, the other part okay. of this because it's always yes, that it's internal. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and we're doing a pancake breakfast. And we're bringing in a singer or a, a speaker, a, an oiler. Yeah, I'm used an oiler. That's when we had a real football team. <laughs> uh, 
then then you have another ministry that can be outside the church mm-hmm. for the men's ministry. And both of those have to be have to catch on with people. They've got to sense that vision. They've got to want to do it and be a part of it. Just like this podcast. The podcast is not a men's ministry, right? This is a, a ministry, how would you define Bill, of our class, of, of your choice, of your vision, that we all liked and we became a part of. So I wouldn't call this a men's ministry. There are men doing it. But, but we are doing it. It begins with the. I mean, I wouldn't. We're we're definitely ministerial. I wouldn't say this out and out a men's ministry because it's just the five of us. But I'm going to wind back and saying, what what the man up ABF here at this church is extremely important for. You know, it could be the pilot light that lights the flame, and it is. I wouldn't say because I think it is. I think, and 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 that's where. That's that's kind of where the beginning point is because every every podcast you close by saying if there isn't one, start one, and just like at this church, the men's ABF, the men's Sunday school class, or and and adult Bible fellowships are really and, and in every church are more than just Bible study. They're the way big churches create communities. So so when 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 I had the accident, it was my ABF. That, that rallied around me and, and helped out Sharon and gave us, uh, gave us some food, gave us some meal cards, uh, really came to our support. To do that for men, I mean, I know my ABF's a couples group, and there, it, I think it takes a Bill Cox or someone like a Bill Cox to basically say, I'm going to start an ABF for men who can get together without their spouses because the dynamic is far different. And, and then that leads to better talks because it becomes of a less of a social thing because when the wives take it over, they're fine, but it becomes, you're laughing, but it becomes, they, t- right. they run, you know, <laughs> if there's going to be a Christmas party, they're going to organize it. If, they're gonna, if there's going to be an outing, a picnic, they're going to organize it. The men don't get involved, and, and in part, maybe they're not incented to get involved. Bill, you force men to get involved with each other. One of our standard, and we talked about it several times, is if you visit our ABF, if you visit a man up ABF, and I would encourage every men's group to do this, if someone visits the first time, they get the opportunity, you're, will you teach next week? And, and even in man up regular, if we don't have visitors, when I was a member of the class and here all the time, you rotated around, and everybody taught. And A, you get a different perspective, like Kyle said, which is fantastic. Here's the other catch. If you want to be at a better Bible student, become a Bible teacher. Because <laughs> it's going to force you to go and do the extra study for it. So, okay, aside, aside finished. But, but that's also an encouragement for men. And, and I think that's part of the ministry part. Because, because now I'm, I'm going to... Part of what I think men's ministry needs to do is find ways to reach men. And I'm going to address some negative things later. But... Find ways to reach men where they are. So do you do a, I remember at one point in this church, this was like I'm talking when the Rockets were in the NBA championship game. Okay. <laughs> 94, 95, and back before. The, the placeholders for the Chicago Bulls those two years. Chicago, hey, 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 hey. We won back out. to back. We had Elijah one, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and we brought in Drexler to the second year. So, but. <laughs> the, 
<laughs> well, I, well, hold on. He also dogged a team that holds two two people from my alumni, so it's a double dip. But and it was also before all the playoff games were on TV, so they were on pay per view. We called and did a thing, and basically a bunch of guys got together and we all chipped in five bucks or whatever to pay for the pay per view. Went to somebody's house and we all watched the game. Was that a pure quote unquote ministry event? No. <laughs> Did we have a good time in fellowship? Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're supposed to do that. Yes. There are times, just like the Sabbath, you're supposed to, yeah. to socialize. Yeah. But that, that's also a way to meet men where they are. And here's the other catch. Here's a good catch to it. Let's just say Steve wasn't a member of our church, but I was friends with Steve. And I knew Steve liked the Rockets. Hey, Steve, my men's group from church, we're all chipping in five, kicking in five bucks a piece, and we're going to get the pay-per-view, and my buddy's got a bit. The guy had a big, this was before flat screen, so he had the big projection 48-inch TV, So, which back then, that was like. 1990. Yeah, yeah, this was big. So it was like, and he's got a big TV, so you want to come? You know, and Steve's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm all in for it. But but that's a way to meet men where they are. as a part of, And I think that's part of the thing that men's ministry needs to do. And I think that's part of what makes men's ministry unique. Women's ministry, I think, is in some ways, I'm going to say easier, and we can talk about this as a difference in men, because if you broadcast out to a bunch of women, hey, we're going to have a tea, <laughs> they all show up. It, we're going to sit and talk. <laughs> you know, men, I got to weigh it out. You know, I've got, I got things I got to do at the house. I got this extra project at work going on. Got to make sure the yard and other stuff gets done around the house, you know, and dang it, if I'm going to do that, then I got to make sure I'm done because, you know, Saturday afternoon is my college football game. You know, men have different calculuses. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's not, I don't think it's schedules because I think, I do think women are as busy as men are. I, I think that that, the old misnomer of the wife sitting at home and having time, that's over with. You know, every woman I know pretty much works. You know, the vast majority of women work. And are or scheduled outside the house, or if they're not working, kids today are scheduled to the point that the woman's job is taxi cab. We, I, you know, women, I think, and I'll feel more comfortable. Yes, making social plans and and setting aside that time, and 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 that's a good thing. I'm going to say that's a good thing, and that men in some cases don't actually put a premium on that, and. Figure it's the first thing. Well, I'm dad. I've got, I got so much to do. The first, it's the first thing that goes kind of by the wayside, and sometimes it has to, but it's not good if it's always going by the wayside. No, it but doesn't feel right. You feel <laughs> guilty if you go have too much fun for yourself. Men do it, right? Ah. You feel guilty. It is feelings, and that's sorry. I know you were going to say this, but no, women were working in their schedule because they they attach more emotions mm -hmm. to that getting together mm -hmm. and socializing. Sorry, yeah. Well, a lot of guys will put their own happiness aside to get the rest of the stuff done, like what we you're do. saying. And mm -hmm. so it's like, well, I'll make time to make buddies later. You know, I can tough this out for a while, and, you know, when I slow down, then I'll, I'll have more time. When it's not the busy season. When it's not the busy season or whatever, and then, it, then it's a year, two Decade. And then the next thing you know, and this is a big one again with Bill, you're depressed. 
You, you, yeah. and you really, I mean, it becomes such a habit, and you, you're, you're, un, you're depressed. You don't feel like you're connecting with anyone or anything, um, and for many men, they don't know why. But it's, it's just that there, and it's not, it's not because they're deliberately going out and doing something self-destructive. Um, it's because they're not allowing time for their own spiritual renewal. Yeah. That is, that is what one reason why we have so many, I don't want to go as, I'm not exaggerating, deaths by despair. It's, a, it's why so many men who seem to be successful often are unhappy and, and uh, well, they, they work themselves. Go ahead, Kyle. At the end of the day, a lot of us, you know, you're, you're tired or mm -hmm. whatever, and you don't yeah. want to mm -hmm. do whatever that activity mm -hmm. is. Yes, that is that that is it, and that's that's maybe this is where we want to get into this. Sometimes you have to have a good reason to come to church, and I think I think it's on not not always incumbent on the pastor or the the staff. I think certainly in a congregationalist, uh, even even in a even in a church that's 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 not congregational, a Catholic church, a a, a Methodist church, a, a Lutheran church. It's going to still be incumbent on maybe some of the men to create the reasons and the motivation to get other men into church that are maybe being overlooked. And, and you might want to break some, but I'm, I'm talking about, I, th I think the core group of men who come to church, and, and I, I don't have any numbers immediately, but all I have to do is look around the church, are mostly dads and family men. And, and, you know, they make a habit of, so we have some retirees and couples. But I don't see singles. I don't see, I, I, after, I think there's a huge gap after our young men leave youth ministry. They high go school. to college. I was going to say high school. high school. And you might not see them again. I'll, I'll take myself an example. I, I didn't really come back to my mid-30s. Um, but but there's, a, there's, a, there's, no, there's no real reason for them to come to church and and because the motivation isn't there uh, there's nothing for them to do uh, there's they feel like odd men out and we can extend that to not just the 20s but the, the divorced or the or the or the older singles or the widowed and I know you've got a great story Bill about mm -hmm. what happened when you showed up and where they put you <laughs> Right, but <laughs> and we'll come back. We'll, we'll come back with that. Uh, this is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast number two eighteen, and we will be right back. You're listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. It's brought to you by Man Up Media. I'm Pastor Chris Busher, and hey, I know these guys. Their podcast is gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny. You can find them on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Facebook, under Man Up, and all other podcasts are archived on SoundCloud and now even on Pray.com app. They're not pastors, but they're very reliable, regular guys, and that's why their No Church Answers tour movement is growing so fast. So for the Uncommon Man by Equally Uncommon Men, contact Man Up at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now back to the podcast and fellows of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up Spiritual Voice for Men podcast number 218, talking about men's ministry. And I am just excited that we uh, went to this subject because I do have some definite ideas. And the thing about it is uh, 
you look around any church, the vast majority of men that are here are here because they're coupled. And uh, like it was uh, Professor and Steve Titch uh, said before, uh, the vast majority of men's ministry is like a service ministry. And Kyle Trahan is a perfect example of that. And that is awesome. And that they, that they do that. There is bonding that goes in that. But what I saw and the reason why I, uh, Mike, uh, the judge and I, um, decided to join uh, to start man up is because there just wasn't an option for single, separated, divorced, widowed, or or married guys who just didn't want to go to a Sunday school class, a small group setting with their wife, and they just wanted to be able to be real, and that's what we are here. But but I I think that the the problem is this. We've never demonstrated why it benefits people. Why? Obviously, if you listen to this podcast or, I mean, one of the panelists, your faith journey is important to you, okay? Let me tell you one reason why, a few reasons why I like church and especially men's ministry. I don't work for any of these guys, I don't work for them. I don't compete against them. They're not enemies of mine. They're not related to me. I can be as real as possible. And I can get ideas on my own faith walk from them. But here's the thing. Men, the vast majority of men, they want to be challenged, and they want to win. They want to have a task and then they want to achieve it and then move on to the next one society brands men that are going through difficulties as either losers wussies you can't handle it on your own whereas it needs to be thought of as you come in here trying to work things out and that is not a bad thing and they don't want to be singled out so that's why um i think they just don't they don't come here until there's good news to tell like here's my new girlfriend or we're now engaged or or we're gonna have a baby and we're gonna bring that baby up in the church and that's when you'll that's when you'll see the men but the men that continue to have go through trials and difficulties and that's what i worry about the death by despair and the suicide by neglect <clears throat> i get it you when you come to church this is my this is my wife we're expecting we want to raise uh, we raise our child up in the church but there's also guys that that get the news that hey you're not going to be needed here anymore we're going to go ahead and lay you off or the wife says you know i'm leaving or your kid gets to the doctor and it's not good, the news. Or you get to the doctor. And or you get news. the doctor. And the people that are empty, that are, that are empty spiritually, they have no place to turn because they're depending on themselves. You need some place where you can offload some of that burden so you can make it at least with maybe a half the burden 
or at least be able to share it as opposed with holding it all in. And my final point before I let you guys discuss it is this. The faith journey should get easier as you go. Why? Because of your devotion to it, you've run across certain struggles repeatedly. So you know ahead of time what your struggle is and where you're good at. And you can see it in your, your brother out there that is struggling too. What, what I call that is, is we, we, in fact, it's, maybe it's a, it's a bit politically incorrect these days, but I think uh, certainly in our group we believe men should have fire in their belly um, what you want is God to light that fire in your belly, and then awesome things happen. You change. You are transformed. You are motivated to become a an agent for the kingdom of God in some ways, and then you begin going outward. You well, begin saying, then then you light fires elsewhere. Yes, <laughs> as you go through, and and I think, and this is something Kyle kind of alluded to, and I think we can go back to it. Is the guys that the guy a guy can be involved in church just so everyone's clear of this and not and still be alone because they haven't made that connection at church i mean i think that's something that that you've got to find a way to make that connection at church and i'm i, I kind of teed this so i'm going to hit it super super quick so first of all if you get triggered by anything i say please get rid of that in your life and learn not to be triggered. That is just such a millennial thing. You know, I, whatever I'm to sticks and stones will break my bones. You know, so get over words you hear. But I will willingly acknowledge that there have been men's ministries who have been toxic and have bullied and have done some. Go listen to the uh, Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, and you'll hear uh, Mark Driscoll, who personally I don't see how he's a pastor anywhere at this point and he is running a large congregation again and quite honestly mark if you want to have a debate with me call me we'll set up a separate man's matter podcast so you and i can go to town we're going to call that the cage match oh uh, dude I'll, I'll take him on because quite honestly you know he he causes he has caused a lot of the evangelical group to jump out and i'm going to tell you guys quit throwing the baby out with the bath water because i've talked to y'all about it a lot Men's ministry is not a bullying thing. You don't go bully men into, you know, he, he uses some of the same phrases we use. You know, I'm not going to give you a cookies and a warm glass of milk. You're going to get a canteen and an MRE. But he forgets that second part that we always say, hey, if you're hurting, you can say that and we want to help you with that. Right, right. That's the part that I think that group in particular has missed. Well, one thing about churches, too, is they they look at men as homogeneous. Is that yeah. is that the yeah. term? Whereas they're all basically the same. But you look at look at Solomon's temple. OK, there was people that built it and there's people that run it. Two different skill sets of type of people. The difference between a hunter and then a farmer. That's two different types of things. However, each one progresses to become more of a caring 
and nurturing as you get old. It's part of the aging process. That even, for example, my grandpa was a hunter because we had wooded property. But as he got older, he picked out the stuff that he would shoot and he would not. Why? Because he wanted to be able to hunt next year. So he started out you you go in with your challenge and your leadership and then you also you continue to work it to modify it to farm it to nurture it and that's how you get involved and then you bring other people in for instance we're saying again men's ministry that's defined as to me is two different things one ministering to the men of the church right and maybe the rest of the body of the church and then hopefully branching out into the outside and ministering to people outside where the gospel is spread through their ministry. God will call somebody to lead them if men will pray and ask him to do so. This is the gist of the lesson that I see here in lesson 10. And that's simply Solomon presented the prayer to God and he answered the prayer. But it takes sacrifice. It takes men getting on their knees. And it takes men praying and saying, God, send us somebody to open the door of the men's ministry that you would have for this church. And it takes sacrifice for that. It takes time. You guys are already doing that in your own way. So I'm not saying you're supposed to do it. What I'm saying is if we're really serious about that, we can ask the Lord and we can keep in our prayers and we can ask him to send somebody that's a great leader with men. Because you can't have 20 great leaders of men to lead 20 men, right? You've got to have one leader that takes over and gives them direction he has a vision for. Well, we see that with Solomon's. Yes. Solomon's, you know, good leadership begins with role modeling. And we see Solomon at the very beginning of this lesson. He stand, He first, you know, he stands up. He's in front of this great assembly and he kneels and he humbles himself before God and he is the king of Israel the, the you know this this we don't know even how rich he is you know the bible dare i say might be a little bit exaggerated nonetheless he is the he, richest guy he had guy. that chariot he's got a lot. He, is, he was flipping chariots he was flipping chariots <laughs> but nonetheless and so not he was already admired because he's the king, but people saw him willing to kneel down and make his petition before God and pray for faithfulness. Not just, you know, actually, you know, pray that we keep our promises. Lord, we will try to keep our promises. Please keep our promises to us. Um, next week, when we're a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about that part of it. But... Uh, that's the that's the aspect of this. I think you you can't role model as the macho man, as the guy always in charge, because that's that's unrealistic. You you have to you you have to be seen as someone willing to humble themselves and approach God, because that that gives you authenticity. And I think that's the problem, as you say, with the with the bullying. They want to go back to this. Cro-Magnon model 
that, you know, the guy is ruling everything. The guy's got the club and pulling the wife yeah. home by yeah. the hair and basically saying that's the way it should yeah. be. And a man, a Christian man who tries that in this day and age is going to be very disappointed. Well, and a, and, it's wrong. And, <laughs> and, Let's start with that. Yes, it's wrong. It's wrong. And, 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 and but that's what makes things difficult because, because you're, you're, you know, you really, you can do your best to run a, a Christian home, raise your kids well, but there's going, there's, there, in our grandfather's time, there wasn't that much outside influence. Now you're that, inf that influences you're getting competition for, and you simply can't tell your son, this is how it is, because your son is going to question you. And if you can't really articulate the basis of your faith and why you, as an intelligent, smart man, believe in God and Jesus Christ, you're not going to hold on to them. And just saying believe or leave the house is one of the stupidest things a father can do and most destructive to his family. Uh, Yet I'm, I know that it's well, done and it's sad. I, I'm, <laughs> I chuckling. I'm, I'm chuckling because <laughs> we, we talk a lot about this with our young people, but mm -hmm. the, the, the amount of influence that a that society has over our young men and I'm going to say it that way cuz cuz I'm going to say you know starting in middle school young men begin to be formed they really get formed in high school and then they really form in co college and then from there it's kind of hopefully the foundation was there and it takes hold when they become young adults and start moving into families of their own and all that. And you're, Steve's right. The in, you trying to have an articulate discussion with a teenager today, if you're not on your game, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> Good luck. And this is from a guy that teaches up in our youth every year. They make me, I, I have to be more on my game with them than I do with you guys. <laughs> because they'll they'll come out at downright chat. You know, a couple of weeks ago, they asked me what a concubine was. Mm -hmm. And it yeah. wasn't that they were trying to be funny. They literally didn't understand. So I had to dig out and figure out, okay, what's something they'll understand? Huh, For you farmers thing. out there, that doesn't mean combine. That's concubine. <laughs> no. Uh, but right. It, <laughs> but, it, but it's one of those, you, you have to right. be on your game. And as a man and as a father, you have to be willing. And, and I'll go so far as that's something men ministry needs to target is how to father. Because one of the greatest disasters that's occurring in this country right now is, A, boys being raised without a father physically present in the home. And then, B, boys that are being raised without a present dad in the home. Well, we aren't going to oh, go down that <laughs> rabbit hole tonight. We're going to wrap this one up. This is Podcast 218. Uh, just going to go ahead and uh, get some final thoughts from the panel. Start with Louisiana, Kyle Trahan. You know, whenever I was thinking on this lesson, it would have been easy back then. And I, I've said this before, you know, that they had some bigger signs than we do today. You know, they were, well, Solomon was saying his prayer, 
finished his prayer, and fire comes down from heaven. <laughs> they, they, they had a cloud consume the room in the last lesson. You know, uh, flash forward to, uh, to Jesus, you know, gets baptized. The heavens open up, and he says, you are my son, and I am well pleased. You know, there was big signs back there that when I think of, you know, lighting the church on fire, boy, that would have done it. And, and in this case, literally, at least one little part of it, you know, the animals that were there. And so if you would have seen that, I think it would have been easier. Plus, you've got the whole head of the land, you know, that is totally dedicated to the Lord. And then you have such show of God showing his presence and his that he's there, he's with you. You know, things like that, they just don't happen. Not every day. Um, you know, I, I think in the message I read that it said a lightning bolt came down from, from heaven. And in our version, you know, it's fire. I, I kind of like the fire idea because lightning can come down from heaven. Well, it's raining I, out there I, today. I, I saw some today. I was going <laughs> to say, and, you know, fire coming down from heaven usually doesn't happen. So we have to find the ways to keep ourselves our souls and our spirit on fire for the lord excellent uh, michael cropper take away from you yeah bill uh, as steve said being humble and meek uh and i believe robert addressed this too does not fit a manly image in the world's view i'm going outside now if you walk out here and say oh i think uh Cropper's uh, a man. He's very, got a very manly image. I'm not. I'm pretty quiet, actually, until you rile me up when we go to trial. Everything <laughs> I was challenging. You, uh, but Christ said, you can place me on the cross. You can lead me. Um, you can whip me because that was the goal or the mission that God gave me to do. So being meek and humble is a godly godly image we want to be in the, in the church but we also want to lead when we need to lead we also want to step up when the time says step up and stand up so you can get as much of god as you want and and many times again we didn't address this in the lesson but i i, I honestly believe that the more time you spend with god the more he will meet you and solomon got this tremendous answer when he prayed because they had offered thousands of cattle to the Lord. They had built a temple to him, and they had shown and given themselves to him in a massive way, and he answered them in a massive manner. Uh, excellent. Uh, take away from you, Professor. Yeah, I, I think the example is when we humble ourselves and pray, God will answer us. And I think the, the answer really can be something that men can take and go do something with that can have an impact on them, their families, and their community. And I think that is really the ultimate lesson of Solomon's prayer here. Excellent. Uh, Producer Steve. Well, I think you can find God anywhere and the Lord anywhere. I think it's, it's much easier to find in church and it's much easier to find in the company of Christians. So I, no matter what church you're part of or where you are, and I think 
one question to ask is, you know, what's the state of your men's ministry? Um, do you have one? If you have one, is it accomplishing what it's supposed to? Do men feel comfortable coming to it? Are you giving reasons for men of all types, heterogeneous, as you like to say, to come to your church and I know that you know different churches have different circumstances, so I, I can't really judge. I've only judged on, on, on churches I've been part of, and, and the, our church here has a very good men, men's ministry. But the, the key is to make men feel comfortable and safe. Now, they'll never put it in those terms, but uh, if you have the, the mindfulness and presence to be able to judge where your men's ministry is, you'll be able to answer those questions if you, and, and, and certainly work toward, you know, being a leader in it. But the end, the end goal is to stoke the flames of the Holy Spirit and spread the gospel one way or another, not necessarily direct evangelizing, but uh, lighting the fire among men, uh, leaders, uh, to... M- get in touch with the Holy Spirit and do the Lord's work taking whatever form the Lord has given that person in line with their gifts uh, but it really isn't going to start until that until you help help create the circumstances for that spirit to, to come in and um that's maybe the the starting point um, a man up uh, a man up abf a man up bible study but that's only the beginning as i said at the beginning it's a pilot light um the holy spirit is the one that brings the flame as we see here but our i uh, we've got to kindle it i think the challenge for churches nowadays as we uh wrap up this podcast 218 <clears throat> is that until men feel that a faith journey is important they will not turn to a church the church's challenge is to show that it is important because men eventually will find out it may be too late once they achieved goals and once they get there and the, their lives are empty they may be at the end of life or they might lose that one person uh, in their life <clears throat> But once they finally get that person, the church needs to challenge them. No cookie, no pink napkin, granola, MRE, a goal, something to do, a challenge, and people to go along with them as needed. So, And with that, my name is Bill Cox. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 218. Thank you so much for tuning in. On, and I'd like to especially thank our sponsors and supporters. Thanks so much. So on behalf of producer Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu, Kyle Trahan, my name is Bill Cox. We are on the No Church Answers Tour. So check out our new YouTube channel. And we have up a, a lot of really cool stuff. But Podcast 212, Does Adultery Still Matter? Our live show is on the YouTube channel. So you're going to want to go ahead and check that out. And if any of you are considering the Man Up for the Men's Ministries, please make sure that you get a hold of uh, us either on our website, 
or you can also post comments on our Facebook page. So if you are still unable to attend church, check out the Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It is on Facebook, YouTube, and sugarlandbaptist.org. It starts Sunday at 945, and when you are ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group, ABF Adult Bible Fellowship or Sunday School class that you can join for discussions like this and find one that is men only. And if there is one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flame through to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.